Hello. Thank you so much for listening to this week's sermon. I'm Martha, and I'm part of New Legacy Linden. Just to start out this week, we're going to start with some announcements. On Wednesday nights, Tanner is hosting a youth hangout on in the Zoom room. Uh, and this is a great chance for the kids to connect together and hang out and just see each other's faces. You can find the password um, from Tanner and you can find the Zoom link in either the church group or the website. Then we will be having a nightly takeaway on Zoom about um, the message that we heard each week. That'll be at 7 o'clock. You can find the link, the link to the Zoom also on our website or the church group. So that will be tomorrow, April 16th at 7 p.m. to 8, to 8 p.m. It's a great time to just see each other's faces and talk about what we're learning and to pray together. And if New Legacy Linden is your church community, then please continue to give online through our website at www.newlegacylinden.com. We are striving to create a church budget where we give 50% of our missions budget so we can love and serve our community in Linden and go into the world. No one in our church gets paid. We're all volunteers. Thank you for supporting the mission and vision of New Legacy Linden. So let's get started. I'll open us up with prayer. Lord Jesus, I just thank you that you are always here with us. You are loving and guiding us. And I just thank you for our church community and how even though in this time we have to be apart, that we can still be together, that we can still love and encourage each other, that we can still be a community. Lord, I just pray that you would um, lift our spirits. I pray that you would keep our eyes on you, just like Peter needed to, that we would remember that because it is a time of storm right now and we need to keep our eyes on you. Thank you for always being there and having your hand ready to catch us when we are falling. You're awesome at that. Lord, I just pray that my words will be your words. And that um, hearts would be open to what you want to say to us. And I just thank you for your word and your time with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So this week we are jumping into Matthew 15, verse 1 through 20. So I'll go ahead and read that to you now. Some Pharisees and teachers of religious law now arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They asked him, why do your disciples disobey our age-old traditions? For they ignore our traditions of ceremonial hand-washing before they eat. Jesus replied, And why do you, by your traditions, violate the direct commandments of God? For instance, God says, Honor your father and mother. And anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father and mother must be put to death. But you say it is all right for people to say to their parents, sorry, I can't help you. For I have vowed to give to God what I would have given to you. In this way, you say they don't need to honor their parents. And so you cancel the word of God for the sake of your own traditions. You hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. For he wrote, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commandment, commands from God. Then Jesus called to the crowd to come and hear. 
Listen, he said, and try to understand. It is not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. You are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. Then the disciples came to him and asked, Do you realize you offended the Pharisees by what you said? Jesus replied, Every plant not planted by my heavenly Father will be uprooted. So ignore them. They are blind guides leading blind. And if one blind person guide, wait, if one blind person guides another, they will both fall in a ditch. Then Peter said to Jesus, explain to us the parable that says people aren't defiled by what they eat. Don't you understand yet? Jesus asked. Anything you eat passes through your stomach and then goes into the sewer. But the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you. For from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. These are what defile you. Eating with unwashed hands will never defile you. That's Matthew 15, 1 through 20. So let's just set a little context here again, just to re-get our brains where we're at. Um, Jesus has just got back from walking on the water. He's healing people. Um, he's in Genesaret and these big wig Pharisees. He's seen Pharisees before, but these are like the Jerusalem guys, right? These are the head guys. And then the disciples are there. And then there's a crowd of people as well. And what's going on? Well, Matthew's topic here is what is what makes us acceptable to God? Like, that's the question that the Pharisees ask. Like, you know, why are you not doing the things that make you acceptable? And Jesus tells them, I'll tell you how you really are acceptable. And why? Why does this matter? One of our deepest needs as people is to feel accepted and that we belong. So the bigwigs from Jerusalem come to question Jesus. And they questioned him to trap him, not to understand what he's trying to teach. The disciples, these guys are a big deal. They're powerful, they're influential, but not to Jesus. He knows their hearts, what they really believe. And this time, Jesus is drawing huge crowds wherever he goes. He's healing people. He just fed like 5,000 people with a couple loaves of bread and some fish. He walked on water. People are really starting to hear about him. He's healing a lot of people. And we're just getting out. So the Pharisees ask, why, do you, why don't you follow Jewish tradition, what we believe? Let's talk about what is a tradition. A tradition is a long-established custom or belief that has been passed on from one generation to another. Human traditions are beliefs about what we think is right and wrong, like, this is the way we've always done it. So what is the tradition we have in our families? Well, as Christians, we have, say, the tradition of going to church. Now, traditions aren't a bad thing. What was wrong here with the Pharisees is that their traditions were more important than their belief in God and what he says. So going back to going to church, the example of going to church on Sundays, do we go to appease God or to look good to others? Or do we go to worship our Lord and spend time with his people? The Pharisees see their traditions as more important than what God says is truth. 
Just like when we think showing up at church on Sunday is more important than loving God's people. So Jesus uses a question to answer the question, a rabbinic way of teaching. It's to make you stop and think. And also Yoda uses this technique when Obi-Wan Kenobi can't find the planet and he's teaching little kids. Answers a question for a question. That was a side note, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> ah. Jesus asks, why do you break God's commandments because of your beliefs? The Jewish people had the tradition that they could pledge their money to the temple to really look good to others or to try and appease God, to gain acceptance with either God or people. They were using their money to gain acceptance rather than honor their parents, and they denied helping their aging parents and dishonoring them. And the fifth commandment is to honor your mother and father. So here in this instance, they are using their traditions not to follow God's commandments, but to bolster their own beliefs, what they think is true. And that's trumping or is more important than the truth of God's commandments that God has given them. What does this mean for us? What things are we believing that are more important than what Jesus says? And there's no shame here. But this is the place where we can see our ungodly beliefs or lies that we are believing or our sins and have the opportunity to change them to his godly beliefs. And what are ungodly beliefs? I'll give you a few of them. How about, I will only be acceptable if I am skinny and have a perfect body. Or, I will only be acceptable if I make a lot of money. Or, I will only be acceptable if I get perfect grades in school. Or I will only be acceptable if I keep my house in perfect order or I have a really nice house. Do you see where the beliefs are wrong? Not that taking care of ourselves or providing for our families or doing our best is anything wrong or not something to strive for. The lie is in believing that you will only be acceptable if you achieve something. That is the lie Satan wants us to believe so he can get our eyes off of Jesus and onto our circumstances, just like Peter in the story we heard last week. To God, because of our belief in Jesus, we always belong and we are always acceptable because of our faith in Jesus, not by works. Paul speaks about this later in the Bible in the book of Ephesians. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. When we see our own sin or ungodly beliefs, this is a place where we shouldn't shrink away or try even harder, believing we are not good enough. But this is a place where we can say, Oh, Father, I messed up. I need your help. And isn't it? And isn't he the one who we want to be accepted by the most? Isn't he the one who always loves us and is the Lord of our lives? Doesn't what he thinks about us mean the most? So getting back to the scripture, the Pharisees used their rules to be acceptable by God, not their faith, which Isaiah prophesied about. He said, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts, think belief, when you hear the word hearts in the Bible, are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas and commands from God, as commands from God. But God wants their hearts, 
and our hearts too. What we believe, that is how we are clean. That is how we become acceptable to him. He wants us to depend on him and his healing and strength and not just following the rules to gain acceptance. God wants us to believe he provides for us. He sets us right with him through Jesus. Not believing we make all the things happen and we are then acceptable because we achieve something. The focus should be on God, not on us and what we do. Now Jesus teaches the crowd a parable about belief and what God says is clean and unclean. Then Jesus called to the crowd to come and hear. Listen, he said, and try to understand. It's not what goes in your mouth that defiles you. You are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. In Proverbs 10.32, it says, The lips of the godly speak helpful words, but the mouth of the wicked speak perverse words. So what makes a person godly? Isn't godly being like God? Isn't being godly like being clean? Because God is as godly as it gets and as clean as it gets. Being clean is belief in God and what he says and having the very same beliefs about things that God does. This is how we have the mind of Christ, believing what Jesus believes, believing what God believes. This is the renewing of our mind that Paul talks about in Romans 12 too. And it reads, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. When we believe as God believes instead of the way the world believes, or believing the lies that Satan wants us to believe, we align our lives and our hearts with Jesus. His truth is our truth. He is our Lord and we are abiding in him. Jesus is trying to get to the heart of their beliefs, as is every one of his teachings. All of the parables are about beliefs. The parable of the sower, is about the state of belief in your heart. The parable of the weeds is about who believes and who doesn't believe and what happens to them. The parable of the mustard seed is about what Jesus can do with a person who has just a bit of belief and faith to follow and try. The parable of the hidden treasure is about having belief and being all in, wholehearted. And the parable about the nets also about who believes and who doesn't and what will happen in the end. And also the story of Peter walking on the water. It's about what Peter chooses to believe about his circumstances. If Jesus says yes, it is yes. What are you going to believe about God and Jesus, yourself and others? What do you believe in your heart? Does Jesus speak the truth? Can he be trusted? Or do we trust our own experiences? Is Jesus really the Lord of me? Or am I doing my own thing? What I think is right. Jesus goes on to teach about what makes a man clean. 
What does it mean to be clean? And why do we even care? Every person on this planet at their core wants two things in relationships, to be loved and accepted with God and with people. Just like the analogy I used earlier about going to church, don't we get cleaned up and look our best to go to church? Wouldn't we feel unacceptable if we showed up in our jammies with morning hair and breath? We clean our bodies to be acceptable, just like we clean our beliefs by aligning them with God's to be acceptable to him. Our right beliefs are what make us acceptable. Changing our beliefs to his is the only work that can make us acceptable to God. We all have a deep desire to not be unclean because we all want acceptance. Being unclean is being morally wrong, evil, vile, or gross, impure, unfit, or unaccepted. Once we believe we have been made new or that we are made clean and we are now always accepted by God, through the power of Jesus' death and resurrection, we then begin to change our beliefs to be more and more like Jesus' beliefs. Once our beliefs are right, then our behavior can be right. But before our beliefs can be right, we have to know in our hearts that we belong to and with God and that we are always accepted by him, just like the prodigal son. Let's just stop right here. We have to get this right first. Do you truly believe that you are always accepted no matter what by God? Or do you truly believe in your heart that you have to be and do better to be accepted? Marinate on that for a second. Go ahead. Do you know what God says? Every time in the Bible you see the words saved, redeemed, justified, have eternal life, these mean that you are accepted. You're in. Our true deep belief in Jesus as our Lord and Savior makes us acceptable. I will say it again with a little of my own flair, for it is by grace you have been saved or have been made acceptable through faith or believing. And this is a gift of God, not by works or doing or being better, so that no one can boast. You belong by your belief, period. You are accepted. Let me read John 3, 16, 18 with a change of some words to accepted. For God so loved the world that he gave his own son so that whoever believed in him will not be unaccepted, but will be accepted. For God did not send his son into the world to tell them they are unacceptable, but in order that the world might be accepted through him. Whoever believes in him is accepted, but whoever does not believe is unaccepted already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. So ask yourself, what do you really believe? Because if you believe you are truly accepted and safe, won't your behavior be different? 
won't you go from, I'm never enough, and how can I ever please God, and trying to do and be better to be accepted? Which, by the way, is shame, and that's from Satan. That's not from God. But if you really believed, wouldn't you change to, Jesus, thank you. What do you say about me today? Or what do you say about yourself today? What do you say about the world today? We will turn from trying to gain acceptance to really following Jesus because we are secure in our acceptance, even if we get it wrong. He is never expecting perfection. He is expecting that you have enough belief to follow and to try. If we go back to where we left off in scripture, the disciples still don't get it. It reads, Then the disciples came to him and asked, Do you realize how offended the Pharisees offended the Pharisees were by what you said? Jesus replied, Every plant not planted by my heavenly Father won't be uprooted. So ignore them. They are blind guides leading the blind. And if one blind person guides another, they will both fall into a ditch. Then Peter said to Jesus, explain to us the parables that say people aren't defiled by what they eat. Don't you understand yet? Jesus asked. Anything you eat passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. But the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you. For from the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. These are what defile you. Eating with unwashed hands will never defile you. Jesus is like, dude, you still don't get it. What you believe in your heart is what makes you acceptable to God. And what he thinks is the only thing that really matters. The man-made rules are a distraction. They're made to distract you and keep your eyes off of Jesus. Jesus wants you to follow him. Jesus wants you to believe in him. Jesus wants you to trust him. Jesus says, come, just like Peter on the water from the last chapter. You belong to God. You are clean and acceptable in Jesus. Believe what he says and continually renew your mind to believe as Jesus does. Then you will behave accordingly and find your true meaning in God. This is what Jesus is talking about later in the next chapter when he says he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. We will only deny ourselves and follow him when we truly believe. Believe Jesus is the son of God. Believe Jesus died for my disbelief and made me acceptable always. Believing what Jesus tells me and gives and giving my best effort to try and follow, that is what makes us clean. Believing is what makes you acceptable to God. That's it. My friends, you are accepted. You are made clean by Jesus. Let me just close this in prayer. Father, you are so wonderful. You have given just the most beautiful gift to all of us. And I thank you. I thank you that we can be acceptable and clean and always in your presence 
and always loved and always provided for. And that you gave us this way through Jesus and just the simple faith. And I just thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that 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 you have made it uncomplicated. It's not easy, but it's not complicated. And I just thank you for that. Lord, I just pray that you would continue to soften our hearts, continue to open our eyes, continue to show us where you're leading and inviting us in with you. You are such a wonderful God, and I love you, and I thank you. And I pray that you would be with all of our friends at church. I just pray that you would be close. In your name I pray. Amen. All right, so join us on Thursday night at 7 on the Zoom for the takeaways. And really wash your hands because COVID-19. All right, friends. Peace. Talk to you later.